This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. What is up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? I have to say, I have never been more excited for this because this is the first time we are live in over two years at the Women Tell All. And tonight, we'll be talking to all of your favorites from Clayton's season. And boy, I have to take a breather because we have so much to cover. It was a wild Women Tell All, and I cannot wait to get into it with some of our favorite people of the night. I'm so excited. We have you, Sarah, and you are obviously one of, well, not even one of, the only girl that I helped host a date for this year. I'm so excited to have you back. I mean, tonight was wild. It was, I'm sure, so much to take in. So how are you doing after everything now that you've had some time to breathe? Yeah, I mean, it's very... I don't know how to describe it other than just weird. Um, you know, you it's one thing to live it five months ago. And then at least for me, it's like I went back into my life. I moved on from it, right. um, made peace with things. So to have to come here and, and revisit tough situations and, you know, put myself back in the, my old shoes to be able to speak about it was hard, emotionally exhausting. Um, but I think it was necessary for me to be able to provide a little more truth to a lot of situations and 
um, provide a lot of context that people might not have seen on the show mm -hmm. um, in regards to my journey. Um, so yeah, I, I made it a challenge to come in with no expectations of anyone else but myself. Um, as you can tell from knowing me and seeing me on the season, I'm a lot more soft-spoken and pretty conflict adverse and have trouble kind of standing up for myself and um, speaking up when when false narratives are getting thrown around. And I think I did a, a poor job of, of doing that on the show. So I wanted to take this opportunity to push myself to do that. Um, so, yeah. So I want to ask you, because obviously there was so much that was said tonight. But yeah. I mean, there was so much being said between like your truth and what the other women were saying. So hearing some of the words back of like what they had to say to you, for instance, like Hunter and Genevieve, like, I, you know, you had your response at that point, but is there anything more you wish you could have said to them in that moment? I mean, what I want to say and what I was trying to say is that the only people I ever shared directly any details with were my two closest friends, which were Rachel and Teddy. Um, so other people saying that they've heard this or that is through the grapevine because I only ever shared intimate details with my closest friends. I certainly wasn't going around the house sharing these things. Um, in regards to just, oh, how did your date go? What happened here and there? Like, yeah, we all shared that. Um, but it was pretty generic stuff and nothing that I would take offense to if anyone shared with me because I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you this and I have to take myself back to like my time when I was on The Bachelor and Ari season yeah. and um, so for my scenario, I was the very first girl to get the one-on-one -on -one date, you know, obviously mm. came back. There's a house full of women asking me what happened, what I did, everything. And then the next day, and I was very forthcoming, you know, I explained what, what went on. Right. And then the next day, another woman went on the date and when we confronted her of like, what'd you do? You know, how did it go? Anything like that. She gave us nothing. And I remember at that point, the group of women were very upset. They're like, why are you being so secretive? You're not <laughs> telling us anything. Now, you know, fast forward to years yeah, later, yeah. <laughs> the women feel like you're more forthcoming. Do you feel like there's like a line you could have towed in between those two scenarios yeah. to like yeah. try to appease more people and not offend anyone or make yeah. them feel uncomfortable? Yeah, I mean, totally. And I think it, I found myself in a situation of like, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. It's exactly like you said. It's like, if you, you know, especially for someone like me, who's a little more soft-spoken, it's like, you know, constantly people being like, share, 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 open up. So then it's like you open up and you share just the facts and then you get scolded for sharing too much. So then you digress and you don't speak at all. And then it's like, why are you being standoffish? Why aren't you speaking? And then it's like, oh, well then what if I just talk about all my insecurities and all the negative things going on? And then it's like, oh, shut up. You don't have any right to feel that way. You can't feel that way. Like, don't you see your connection? All that kind of stuff. So it's like I tried to <laughs> run the gamut of, of all different styles of communication with, with my friends. And it just felt like at a certain point, the only thing that was going to appease them is if I went home. Because it, like I mentioned tonight, it's like when I was accused of sharing too much, I immediately just stopped speaking. And then it was like, why aren't you speaking to anyone? So it was just like, 
they continuously had an issue. And, and of course, when I brought it up and said, you know, account, took accountability for it and apologized for it and said, okay, we're not sharing anything moving forward. It's kind of like, what else do you want from me? Like immediately when you shared with me that this was an issue, I took accountability, apologized and committed to not doing it anymore. And then it was like, oh, that's not good enough. Unless you go home, we're still gonna make this a problem. And that's what it felt like. And what was really the most hurtful is that truthfully, I wasn't doing anything different than anyone else was. I know very intimate details about many of the other girls' dates, conversations, etc. But I didn't use it as a weapon against them. I didn't take offense to it because I knew how to compartmentalize my relationship from theirs. And you know, it's like I could have come out of the gate saying that they said this and that. And that made me feel insecure, but I didn't, and I still choose not to because I don't believe in fighting fire with fire. Um, but you know, all I'll say is anything I said was reciprocated to me and more. So again, in my eyes, it, anything I was sharing wasn't, shouldn't have been like that significant because the things that were being shared by other people were even much more so. Well, Sarah, I do, I could go on. I mean, there was I so know. much that we talked about tonight and so much that you and I personally did not talk about. Yeah. Um, we will get to that point at some yeah. point, but I hope that after everything, you can just like go home, relax, have a glass of wine, yeah. take care of yourself. But um, thank you for opening up and being here with us once again tonight. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having right. me. Take care. Yes, you too. <laughs> Teddy. Hi. I first have to ask, how are you I'm after good. this crazy night? It was a crazy night. I'm so happy to finally meet you. It was a crazy night. I think I think girls that usually were quiet thought that like this is their time to go. And they did. And like <laughs> I love that for them. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad you said that because I feel yeah. like we always say every year after yeah. all of the tell-alls, it's like the men or the women's time. Like the women who were so vocal in the house on the show. Yeah. I felt like sat back and then the women who were so quiet usually I'm like totally. where did your voice come from yeah. what is going on it was wild um I want to get into you and I actually had a question for you like the night Clayton sent you home yeah. because I don't think any of us viewers were expecting it yeah. um and it kind of seemed like such an abrupt goodbye right yes like very unexpected <laughs> obviously yeah. for you I can't even imagine like I mean I know being yeah, in totally. your state totally. of like what do I do what do I say yeah. so Looking back now, do you wish you would have asked him anything or had more of a deep conversation with oh, him yeah. about like the goodbye? Yeah, I think in that moment I was shocked. Like I thought he was for sure meeting my family that next week. So I didn't ask anything. Right. Um, so I regretted that for a while of just not getting that closure that I needed. I did on my own find it myself. And I think honestly watching the show and seeing his other relationships was closure in itself. Um, but I do wish that I would have taken more time for myself and ask things that were good for me. I think I just yeah. felt bad putting him on the spot, but I, I need to start thinking more of like what I deserved and like mm -hmm. I deserved to ask those questions and maybe make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I get it because I was yeah. broken up with very abruptly. I yeah. had no idea I was coming. And in that moment, I kind of like shut down yeah. and tried to protect myself. Totally. And, you know, years later now in yeah. hindsight, I'm like, I wish I would have asked that oh, or yeah. said this or said whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, one thing that you had mentioned though, is like, he made it seem like you were going to be going to hometowns. Yeah. Obviously that was not the case. So like, yeah. where do you think that shift was in him of like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think part of it was he 
put us on the back burner. I think he felt so strongly about us that he kind of wanted to get to know the other girls more. Yeah. So our one-on-one -on -one came so late. And I think at that point I was pulling away because I just, I didn't understand why he was being so verbally validating, but his actions were not matching that by giving me the one-on-one. -on -one. And like the girls that got them before me were so deserving of them, but I just felt like it wasn't matching up with what he was telling me. Um, so I think it just honestly just became too late for us. I think during my one-on-one, -on -one, the other girls were telling him that they're falling in love with him. So we just were not on an equal playing field. Okay, so much has happened. Yeah. And obviously so much more is to come. I'm sure you're still healing from the breakup and everything that we saw yeah. going on tonight. But there's there's, there's this little thing <laughs> called paradise that Ooh, happens in a few months. The beach. On the beaches of Mexico. <laughs> I mean... Could we expect to see you there? I mean, after seeing your love story, I feel like I have to go. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> Give me a high five for that. Listen, from somebody who never thought that they would go and yeah. I like poo-pooed it for so yeah. long, I would say like, oh my gosh. hell yeah. And if I you loved open, watching you. Like a perfect relationship. So. Well, thank you. Well, it wasn't perfect on the beach, but now it is. Now, yeah, I've seen your social media. Yeah. So, <laughs> Is there anyone that uh, might catch your eye on that beach? Ooh, um, I will say I didn't see Michelle season, so I'm a little bit behind on that. Okay. I think there were so many amazing men, though, on her season. Um, I think Andrew Spencer Okay. That's cute. So well, he'll be on um, Bachelor Live on stage Ooh, with me well, very put in soon. A good word, please. So I'll, I'll, I'll see how we like him if he's a good fit for please, you. Please, yeah, let me know. Yeah, I want to ask you though. You dropped a bombshell. To, well, you didn't. Jesse did yeah. about Clayton's brother DMing you. Yeah. Do you have any plans to respond? Or Absolutely not. It's just no shut it, door. No, I one Eckerd was enough for me. I think, but it was a nice <laughs> message. Like it wasn't aggressive or anything. It was a yeah. harmless message. But like, you don't really text your your brother's ex girlfriend. Oh, I get it. It'd but, be very Weird. Yeah. If, if my ex's brothers messaged me, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> "Excuse me, you have the wrong number." So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, Teddy, it has been such a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Nice I can't you. wait to see and get to know more of you. Thank you. Um, okay, Serene. I have to start this off because I'm so excited to have you on. I don't know if you listen to Bachelor Happy Hour, but my co-host Serena and I always talk about you. You have like topped the charts for her fashion takeover every week. Have you heard about this? I've heard a little, and every time I'm like. Oh my goodness, me. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, no, you are so put together all the time between like the clothes and the accessories and the makeup, everything. It's perfect, it's flawless. So I have to ask you, this is my first question, and this isn't even something that they wrote for me, it's something that I have to ask you. <laughs> but if I give you my credit card, can you style me? Of course. Can you just like buy what you need to buy and then Absolutely. help me? I would have a good time. I would, I would have a good time. I would have a good time. And like, honestly, like your outfit is killer. Like what? shoes no. and everything. Okay. Very God bless you, but no. Who is paying you under the table right now? <laughs> no. You look great. Thank Love you. I appreciate it. Um, okay. I want to get into tonight because so much went down. It was wild. First off, how are you doing? Can you feel like you can like breathe and relax after all of Absolutely. that? Absolutely. It, it feels like a weight lifted, you mm -hmm. know, having like seen, you know, a breakup and everything. Yeah. I was like really nervous for that. And so, you know, with all of that and then like all the crazy drama and stuff, it's just nice that it's like, ah. Close the chapter. Yeah. Close the chapter. Yes. For sure. Good. It feels really good. Okay. Um, because it seemed like when Clayton said goodbye, it, it was very abrupt. Obviously, I'm sure it was hard because you laid so much out there for mm -hmm. him. And that goodbye, is there anything more that you wished you two would have talked about that you would have said? Because, again, it seemed so fast and abrupt. And I was like, what? You just said goodbye and you're putting her in, into the car yeah. to go. I mean, we did, we did have a conversation. And I was just so stunned 
at the time. Yeah. Like I was so shocked and, you know, I, I hadn't had any conversation that were negative at all right. with him. And so it was just like a strange experience. I wasn't expecting it at the time. And so it was really strange watching it back for that mm-hmm. reason too, because I'm like hearing and seeing things that like I was a little stunned for. I was right. a little like blacked out. Just show. Oh, I listen. <laughs> if you're talking to anyone about blacking out <laughs> moments on TV, you have come to the queen because I get it. It's like there's so much to take in, and especially when you're not expecting it, it's like, what are you saying? What do you ask in those moments? Like, there's yeah. nothing really that he can give back to you. So, do you feel like? I mean, now that you've had a chance to see him tonight, like, did he give you any more? Do you feel like there's more closure there for you? Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely, I found my own closure just because I felt like, you know, this is going to be shocking. Like I'm going to have to move past this. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, it's just not my person. Like someone is going to choose me, pick me first one day. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm like looking forward to. And it was really hard to accept that at the time, but you know, tonight he did talk about, you know, our breakup and you know, how he wished he would have said a little more Mm -hmm. or, you know, so it was really good to, hear that from him just because I wasn't expecting it um of course I was really stunned but you know maybe he felt comfortable with you know what was said at the time so I really appreciated that from him yeah do you wish now looking back and obviously hindsight is 2020 it's easy to say at this point but during your hometown you said you were falling in love with him and you Mm -hmm. you expressed so much and he can only give you so much back as the lead, but now do you wish you would have kept the cards a little bit closer to you? Honestly, no. Like I, one thing that we talked about that we both really valid, valued was transparency. We had this like little joke where he was like, you know, for a while there, I didn't know if you were into me. And I was like, oh, that can never, I don't want you to not know where I'm at. Yeah. As funny as it was, like I really wanted to feel like I, had done and said everything like true to myself and at the time that's what I was feeling you know right I I was in love with him and I was you know when you start feeling those things you're like excited to share Mm -hmm. them maybe a little scared maybe a little scared but like I wanted to leave it all out there and so that's what I did yeah you did and you did it in such like a graceful elegant way I mean I think everyone felt for you in those moments when he said goodbye um I just wish we would have seen more. Like I wanted him to give more to you in that moment because you deserved it. But there's so much more on the horizon. What can we expect? Anything in the future? Maybe like a beach in paradise? Oh my goodness. I I have no clue what the future holds and that's so exciting. You know, I'm just looking forward to finding that person that will choose me first. Yeah. Even in the room of the most beautiful women. Mm -hmm. So I... Okay, you are one of the most beautiful. Okay, don't sell yourself short. (laughs) Well, thank you. I just just mean like, you know, that's a a tough room to be in. And um, I I just want someone at the end of the day that'll look at me and be like, oh my goodness, like I can't let her go. And so that's what I'm excited for and looking for. And so honestly, I'm just excited for, you know, whatever opportunities may arise. Well, that is the mentality to have. I can't wait to see more of you. It has been such an absolute pleasure watching you. And again, I don't know what we're going to do without you on Bachelor Happy Hour because Serena has raved about your outfit choices 
every week so we might have to like pull you out I'm of the freaking vault. out right now <laughs> why no, no no i just no i love to listen to you guys talk about the outfits too and you guys are so detailed well she well not me i do not pay attention to detail but you always Serena throw some does. spice in there but i know some well she's made me up my game but like honestly every time you've been so stunning like from head to toe like even for someone, I don't even pay attention to like lipstick color, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> Serene pulled it off. It looks so good, but it has been such a pleasure watching you. We did not get enough of you, so you know, who knows? One day, I'm selfishly gonna say, we'll see you in paradise. But thank you for coming to Bachelor Happy Hour. Thank I appreciate you so much. it. Well, Genevieve, I have to say, I saw it tonight. I was like, wait, does Genevieve and Sarah have the same dress in a different you color? Noticed. I did notice, and then I was like, okay, how can I fuck with the fans to like? Pretend I'm doing a gender reveal where I like get both the girls with me and be like, what one is it? But then I was like, I can't, I can't. People would just run yeah. wild with it. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't. That'd be good. Uh, thank you. That'd be good. <laughs> the good first thought. time I've ever paid attention to anything. <laughs> um, okay. Tonight was a lot. Yeah. You obviously had so much emotion and so much to say with everything that went down, especially with Sinead. But like overall, how are you doing? How are you feeling in this moment? Honestly, I feel very good. Um, I got everything off my chest that I, I mean, even on the show, I just said it. I always said everything I was thinking. I never held back. Right. But I really did not hold back at all. And I'm very glad that all the other women also really spoke up. They mm -hmm. all use their voice. And I think everyone kind of said what they've been wanting to say since um, leaving. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you, you had a hot seat. It was like another two-on-one tonight. Between you and Shanae, how it's was that? It was great, honestly. Was it? <laughs> was it I, I loved it because I just like, I just feel like she has nothing to say. Like she just has, there's, she can't defend herself. So being up there was just like another two-on-one and it felt good because. Well, I was going to ask you, because obviously like when you've watched tell-alls before, you always see just the one person in the hot seat. I don't, I can't recall, and I could be wrong, but I can't remember seeing two people. Like, did you expect really? that? I'm sure you knew coming in, people would have words with Shanae. Yes. And have a lot to say about that. But did you expect to be called on stage with just the two of you again? I did not expect that at all. When Shanae went up there, I mean, I was just expecting it to be Shanae and all of us right. to be kind of just talking. And, and then when they called me, I mean, I was like, whoa. But I was, I, it's it fine. Yeah. I was excited to go up there and I mean, I, I don't think she, she still didn't apologize and still didn't do anything that she should have done. Yeah. Well, I have to say I missed some of the beginning. I was a little late, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Fashionably That's late. Fashionably late. But um, I got filled in and it seemed like there was just so much going on. And then obviously like towards the end, you could clear the air with Clayton. So how was seeing him again after being sent home you know I mean at this point months ago honestly it was it was nice to see Clayton um we ended it on a good term like it was it was mutual we both there were no hard feelings at least for me I don't think for him either um we just realized we weren't each other's person and uh I mean not everyone is meant for each other um so seeing him it, it was really nice I gave him a hug and it was just nice to see him again um I I felt I did feel for him because everyone was really like giving it to him but it was he, rough on he him. did he deserved I would say he deserved it and he he really owned up to it like he really he apologized and I think he did as well as he should have like could have done yeah well that's the thing like every lead their entire journey and I hate to say journey but everyone's journey is so different like no one can prep and know what to expect for this type of thing and you know if you're a <laughs> 
typical human being. You're not dating 30 plus people at the same time. So (laughs) it's very wild. Um, Clayton aside, (laughs) there were some accusations thrown out tonight about me and Thomas's neighbor, Aaron Clancy. What's the deal with that? Not clear the air. Where did she come up with this? Let me clear the air. Um, she, I think she just got it because I had posted a picture. I saw him at a bar. It was like a bunch of bachelor people and like we just recognized each other and we said hi. Um, and my dumb ass posted a picture. Stupid. And I, I think that's where she got that from because there's literally nothing else. I saw him. I met him that one time and that's the only time I've ever seen him. Yeah. I did not kiss him. Nothing happened. Well, that's so, probably a good thing. I'm just going to oh, say Oh, definitely that. a good thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. like, like, no, that's so bad. She so took to that as up, I need. Aaron was not in the past. No one. Good. Okay, so you're free to roam the beaches of paradise. I'm so free. Like, I okay. have, there's no connection with anyone that, like, yeah, no. Okay. And like you said, good thing <laughs> nothing happened with Aaron because that just would be a bad setup. We're good. Yeah. No, um, nothing. And yeah, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's funny because she's just been like replying to all his, his DMs and he messaged me and he said, is she actually this crazy? And I said, yeah. Um, Welcome to the world of Bachelor Nation. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so. Okay, so speaking of paradise, if you're wide open, who in your perfect world would you see walking down those steps? Honestly, it's hard for me because I just need to meet, like I need personality. Like I need to know someone's personality. So I haven't met any, like other than Aaron that one time, I haven't met anyone. So I don't really know. Okay, like, physical wise. Oh gosh, okay. Um anyone in Bachelor Nation. The world is your oyster. Jenny Tatum. Just kidding. Um, uh, uh, Rick is cute. Oh, Rick is cute. We like Rick. We <laughs> like Rick at Bachelor Happy Hour. That just say. came out of nowhere. I don't know. I just think he's cute. Um, but like, I really don't know. Aaron's cute. Like, I'm going to just drink. Drink. I <laughs> wish I could do that too. <laughs> no, you like so. you have so much ahead of you, so much to look forward to. You never know what's going to happen in this crazy, crazy world. Um, after everything is said and done, is there anything between you and any of the women or Clayton himself, anyone that you wish you would have said, done, et cetera, be it on the show or after? Honestly, I think that I just was, I can't really hold back my thoughts. So like anything that I was feeling, I said. Um, So going back, I really don't think, I I wish I wasn't in all the drama, but like at the same time, I chose to stick up for Elizabeth and kind of put myself in that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it would go go like on as long as it did. But yeah, I guess I would just, if, if I could do it over again, I would try and stay out of the drama. It's easier said than done, but um I forgot your main question. I forgot my main question too. <laughs> Just like any regrets or anything that you wish yeah. you would have said or not said, whatever it might be. I on I I honestly, there's nothing that I would take back saying. Um, I think maybe if anything, I would have just called Shanae out more and tried to get, but like there was no getting through to her. Like I tried so many times to have her explain herself and just like have everyone listen. And she just, she couldn't. So I think I said everything that I wanted to, and there's nothing left that I have to say. I think. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll leave it at that bigger and better things to come. Yes. Genevieve, thank you for joining us on bachelor happy hour twice now. I hope to see you more. Thank Thank you. you. And I love the dress. I love the blue and and the baby pink between you and Sarah. The gender reveal. Yeah. (laughs) Did did you guys know you were going to wear the same dress? No idea. We saw each other and we were like, 
Well, You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is like my cook style. Yeah. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Clean. To start things off, yeah. I need you to hold out your hand. Close your eyes. Okay. I'm going to slip you something real good that's going to make you feel better tonight. Okay? Is it Chipotle? It's Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> You know me too well. I know you too well. I saw you looking a little down and I said, somebody get this man a damn burrito. I think this is the biggest I smiled all night. Yeah. Because I absolutely, Oh. I cannot say enough good things. Well, I saw you smile when Rodney came out. Rodney too. Rodney's a better surprise Rodney or Chipotle, what do we take? But the burrito is the gift that keeps on giving. But Rodney also is pretty much a gift that keeps on giving as well. Truly. He's uh, a good friend. Speaking of Rodney, I was going to say, so him and I watched backstage together because we're here for Bachelor Live on stage. But... He is the best friend, the best one, man. Like so many times, I can't can't even count how many times he's like, can I just go out there and give him a hug? Like, can I just go get my boy? And I was yeah. like, Rodney, it'll come. It'll come. He's been such a great support uh, for me. Somebody that, yeah, I didn't know a few months ago, but somebody that is extremely genuine. And uh, listen, he's got the whole, his, the whole world ahead of him right now. And I'm excited to see where he takes things, but... Again, he's just a positive light that when he walks into a room, the room just completely lights up. And I think that's a testament to who he, he is. And yeah, I mean, I just, the second I saw him here, I was not expecting <laughs> to see him today. And I went from being kind of in the dumps to uh, just instantly smiling because uh, it's people like that that uh, you just have to be really grateful for because there's, yeah. not, there's not many individuals like him out there. Well, and he was hyping you up. And uh, he- Obviously, he lived with you during Michelle's season, day in and day out, and got to know you. But he said, like, so many of the men and women who know you support you. And tonight was rough. Like, I get it. It, The tell-alls are never easy. They're never fun. Of course, it's going to be dramatic. But it seems like you got the brunt of so much of the women's anger. And I don't know if it's because, like, they were just angry because of all the drama. But, like, overall, do you feel like you were able to express enough to them of you know, you were just trying to be you and, and find your person and do this journey on your own terms and so apologetic for certain things. Like, do you feel like you left it good and said everything that you had to say for the women? Yeah, I'd say, I think I was able to say 95% of what I wanted to, uh, the 5% where I was just giving an explanation because I was asked why I did certain things. Right. Uh, there was a few times where the women spoke up and said, no, this, and they kind of, kind of riled them up and I realized, okay, you're trying to give an explanation, but it's coming across, I guess, as, as an excuse. And so I just pulled back at that point and realized it's not, I do not want to try to excuse any of my behavior. I'm not trying to justify. Right. I just want to be able to allow people to understand what was going on in my head. But there's also the point of when you just need to realize that offering explanation, um, it's going to just bring up more emotion and do more harm than good. And there were a few times tonight where uh, that was a response I got, and I did not want to go down that path and bring back that pain and have this be uh, not a conductive conversation. So for yeah. me, I just took those moments to step back and realize, you know, don't go down that path, just move on. Right. Well, I think you've always done such a good job of recognizing your faults or your mishaps or where you maybe went wrong, and you have no issue of calling them out and, you know, falling on the sword. One thing that stuck out to me uh, when we first had you on Bachelor Happy Hour weeks ago is, you know, <laughs> you're very much like me, where we like to talk, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I get, I I get shut it. Shut up. So, Contrary oh, to what people hey, see, I guess. I, I <laughs> welcome to up. the club. Yeah. 
But when you were coming on as The Bachelor, your family had said, you know, take a step back and listen, right? Like ask the questions, but listen and just really take in every everything that everyone's saying, which you did a great job of, especially like the, those first few weeks. Do you now wish though at any point you maybe stood up more and asked more direct questions to the women to get to the bottom of the drama sooner? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I could have asked more questions. That was one of the biggest uh, lessons that I learned through this entire experience is what is the power of asking one more question? How much farther would that have taken you? Could you have gotten to the other side of that entire conflict had you just asked the right question? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I, yeah, I can absolutely do a better job of moving forward. Uh, being in medical sales prior, that was a that was a major, major talent that I think you have to have, is you have to be able to ask the right questions. Not every question's a good one. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I mean, those questions can elicit negative emotional responses that cause someone to shut down. And I now know, as I look back at it all, that I should have maybe shed more light on some of this, these, these matters. Uh, truthfully, I made the incorrect assumption that some of these, uh, some areas of these of areas of conflict were going to be able to be uh, hashed out, and, and and I wanted to allow the women the ability to do that. I right. didn't want to step in as this macho man and say I'll take control. Of that my whole hope was that hey, you guys are intelligent, uh, mature women, and I want you to be able to to, to try to solve this on your own. Uh, and then whenever that wasn't the case, then yeah, I had to step in. But I was so focused on trying to, to really focus on my journey and find my person and fall in love. And I definitely probably could have spent more time trying to address the conflict, but I was just so hyper-focused on establishing genuine connections that I probably didn't really give the attention to the conflict that I should have. Well, I feel like you're like me in a sense where, you know, you're at a certain age and you've grown and if you've if experienced other relationships between, you know, whether that's physical, sexual, or even friendships where you're like, you know, I hope this person's on my same level and I don't always have to address certain things at a certain point and call people out. Like you just hope that they're kind of there and they're being honest with you, which I feel like watching back as a viewer, especially like in terms of the whole Shanae situation and everything that that encompassed, like she was telling you one thing and you hope as a mature adult, what she's telling you is true. Yeah. Right. Do you feel like now, in a sense, you've kind of had to take a step back from that process and be like, wait, now I kind of have to question everyone more? Is it kind of like this mind fuck, if you will? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a really great way to put it. I uh, probably, you know, to a fault of my own, I try to see the good in everybody. Uh, unfortunately, in my life, I've dealt with a fair amount of manipulative people that I did not realize existed and were willing to go to the extent that they would go to to push their own uh, agenda. And I think that was something that was very upsetting to see, that people could uh, fake tears, fake emotions, uh, say one thing but mean the other. Uh, how, you know, how do you read, read through that? I thought Sinead did a phenomenal job of, of manipulating me. And, mm -hmm. and then I watched this, this back and I see her laughing about the fact that she fake cried and that she did such a good job of acting in that moment. And I perceive that as real emotion. And when you see that, and then when you, that wasn't the only time where I felt that somebody was potentially trying to push their own agenda as other conflict arose, 
I started to question the entire journey because I felt if I'm not seeing this and the other women are, what else am I not seeing? Right. And that became a really scary spot to fall into because then I started to question everybody and every single thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you ever got that back or are you still kind of at this point in that mentality of like, I don't know what's real, what's not, what's fake? Oh, man, that's like, a how question. do I follow the bullshit? Because I get it. I've been yeah. there too. Uh, that's a question I've asked myself almost every day since I've been off. Uh, it's so hard. When does the show end and when does reality begin? Uh, the show was real, but uh, yeah, people came on this experience as I've seen to push uh, their, their own their own path forward. And at the expense of, of me, they decided, hey, I don't, I'm not here for him. I'm here to uh, do whatever with this platform. And I think there's always that fear in the back of your head of did you, did you steer clear of all that? Or is the show still ongoing? Is there still more that you're not aware of that's going to come to light? And I think that's the fear is uh, in any other environment in real life, you'd say, why would this person feel the need to have to spend all this time doing what they're doing? But in this environment, uh, I think a lot of individuals understand that there's a lot that can come from this if they position themselves in the right spot. And I've learned that a, there's a fair amount of people that will do whatever it takes. And mm -hmm. you just hope that you steer clear from all that. Yeah. Like I said, it's a mind fuck. And, it, and it's it, like this has been your life, right, for months now. And it's still going to be your life whether you want it to or not for a little bit. Um, at this point in time, like where are you at? I know you can't give anything away, but like are you happy? Are you well? Are you excited for what's to come? Or are you just kind of like I'm ready for it to be over and I'm stressed? All of the above. Uh, I think I'm nervous about the finale. I'm nervous to face those women. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise. I'm going to be remorseful. I'm going to not, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be very challenging to uh, navigate those conversations because yeah. today uh, I had, you know, some, I had connections with these women, but the ones that I'm going to now see next are the ones that I had extremely strong connections with. Yeah. And I just know that emotion is going to take over and it's really, really hard for me to feel that there's anything I can say to, um, you know, give, give a good answer for. It's just really, it's going to be really challenging. And so uh, I know that I'm going to face a lot of criticism. I know I'm going to take a lot of heat for all of it. And, uh, but you know what, I, I, I should be held accountable for my actions. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, but uh, I can always fall back on the fact that I did stick to my guns and I, and I followed my heart and I have followed it all the way through. So if I can do that, then I can I can say I don't regret anything. Yeah. Uh, just fortunately, sometimes following your heart is not uh, does you don't come out the other side unscathed. Well, and following your heart in front of millions of people, you never come out unscathed, right? Like it's the next couple of weeks will be crazy, wild, very very tough, but I hope ultimately worth it because at the end of the day, like I know you enough to know that you're just a kind, genuine guy. We all make mistakes, right? Like no one is perfect, but you do deserve to find that one person, that loyal, respectful, loving partner. And I hope you find it. I truly, truly do. I know it's been a hell of a ride and I'm so sorry with everything you've dealt with tonight. Um, it, it was a lot, but hopefully in a few weeks you can breathe easy and you can 
kick up your feet and know it's all worth it. And in the meantime, you have Chipotle to help you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that burrito felt a little cold, though. I think it needs to hit the microwave. But we'll heat it up. We'll heat we'll it, it up. up. What an absolute treat that has been talking to all of our special guests. And I'm so happy that we were finally able to do it in person again. It has been far too long. I'm also excited that this part of Clayton's journey is behind him and we can finally find out where his love story begins and ends. What is up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? It has been a wild, wild week in the world of Bachelor Nation. We, of course, had back-to-back episodes this week with the Women Tell All and now last night's Fantasy Suites. So there was no way we weren't going to get together and share all of our thoughts on everything that transpired. And I am truly so happy that we're doing this part two for this week's double episode event because, oh my God, Becca, I have so much to say about last night's episode. Can we please just dive right into it? Oh, girl, of course we can. (laughs) We're just, we're not even going to like dip our toes in water. We're just going to go straight in. Of course, I filmed with the women during the tell all. So (laughs) we, of course, couldn't miss Fantasy Suites because... We've seen crazy shit happen, obviously, in past seasons, but this one I don't think was something any of us expected. I truly don't even want to get into recapping Rachel or Gabby's fantasy suites because they were so straightforward, right? Like, it was a love fest between both the women and Clayton that we just have to get into Susie. And I know you have certain thoughts, opinions, comments on Susie and the fashion this week. So let's just dive right into the favorite fashion moments. I have thoughts, opinions, hot takes on all of it. My my favorite fashion moment is going to go to Susie. And I loved her day look. I loved her night look. I don't know if it's just because we saw her on our screen so much, but it was definitely my favorite. I don't know if she had a little help putting this outfit together. I don't know if it was maybe from her fashion date in Vienna, but it was gorgeous all around. Definitely something a little more elevated than we've seen her wearing. And I think it was definitely a statement goodbye look that she put on that night. Having watched Susie and just all the women's fashion all season, this look definitely stood out to me only because it was bolder. It was a little out of her color scheme, just across the board, something that I would expect to see maybe on um, Serene, Sierra, maybe a few of the women that go for like these bolder, sexier Eliza. Um, Eliza. It wasn't something I would have put in Susie's wheelhouse, especially with the matching green earring an accessory I have yet to see on her yet, which at this point in the season, all the women are repeating their accessories. So I could be wrong here. I'm going to preface it with, I could be wrong. I would not be surprised though, if someone, AKA the stylist styled <laughs> Susie and our, Carrie, <laughs> our favorite angel, Carrie Fetman. If you did it, you rocked it. Good if you job, did it, Harry. 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite <laughs> looks of the exact season. And I will say, if it was all Susie, kudos to you too, because it was stunning. Um, oh, yeah. Susie, if you're listening to this, <laughs> amazing work. This is your best look of the season. <laughs> and continue on this line with your fashion choices yes. because it looked stunning. Let's get into this overall, not even the full date, just that evening portion, because that's where the yeah. juice, juice all happened. Uh, what are your thoughts overall because I know I have mine but 
I don't want okay, to. I, I don't want to write so too many. much right now. Okay, give. Them I have me. so many thoughts. And look, we've had Susie on the podcast. I really adored her, and I've actually really liked her this whole season. But I personally, if we're going Team Susie, Team Clayton in this episode, I am a hundred and ten percent Team Clayton, and disagree with actually a lot of the things Susie was saying and doing in this episode. I had to stop and pause the episode so many times to just like yell at Joe about how frustrated I was watching this all go down. Mm -hmm. But I think that Clayton handled himself really well. My biggest issue, I'll just give you my overlying issue and we can break it down from here. I wish if that was a deal breaker, she had told him sooner. And my hot take is that it wasn't just that it came down to her feelings, because I think if she was madly in love with Clayton and if she really saw a future with him, like she's been saying all season, there would have at least been more of a fight or a discussion in trying to see if that was something they could get past. She's watched the show. She knows how it works. She knows what Fancy Suites is. This didn't come as a total blindside to her. I don't know. I'm getting heated already. Becca, well, please take over. No, and to, and to play off of your point, there's a couple... Well, there's a lot that goes into this, right? Like, she definitely, if this was such a major issue, she should have had that conversation with him prior to literally right before getting the key to go into the fantasy suites. Like, timing was not on her side because of her decision-making. And she did have the worst state of fantasy suite week. She was going last. Yes, I understand that sucks. You're in your head constantly, but we've seen it before where she has snuck out and has made time to have a conversation with Clayton Clayton exhibit a, when she told him at the clock tower, she was falling in love with him and she planned that like little getaway. She could have found time. I think this week at any point just to, let him know where she was, like how much it was weighing on her that if he were to be intimate with another woman, if he were to tell another woman he loved them, she could have found that time to make that conversation because it seems like it was the most important conversation for her to have. That's where I think she definitely messed up. Like, yeah. you know, I understand that you don't always have the right time. You don't always have the means to see the lead whenever you want but also there's so much time between hometowns and your time on fantasy suites that that conversation could have happened um yeah and not even giving him like an ultimatum but like let's say hometowns or the week before hometowns you know she has an inclination they have one of the stronger connections and she might be making it there just saying hey look I know fantasy suites are a little bit away. I don't even know if you and I are going to be there. I hope we're going to be there. And if we are, I think it's important that you know that intimacy for me in a relationship is something I take really seriously. It's not casual for me. It's a, a big commitment, a connective experience. And I think it's important that you know, for me, if I'm there, that I would feel really uncomfortable with you exploring that with other women if it's going to be me and you at the end of this. Right. Well, and the whole thing is, too, in my mind, she was she was set to go last in the week. But had she gone first and had this alone time, this overnight with Clayton, had this conversation, maybe things would have changed. And he had mentioned that he wished she would have known sooner, but also maybe not because he still had three overall relationships to explore. So that's where my holdup is, is like just because now you asked him point blank have you slept with these other two women have you told them you loved them which also like at this point really is none of her business 
until they were like, unless she was like the last woman standing at the very end, I'm like, don't even touch that. Yeah, they're separate she, relationships. She did have the opportunity to still go into the fantasy suite overnight alone time with him and just talk to him. It's not like she had to be intimate with him. No one's writing these rules of like, oh, you have to have sex or you have to sleep together. You have to hook up. Like, you can really use that time for whatever you want. And she could have just used it to talk more with him away from the lights and the camera and the producers and everyone. And that's where I'm thinking maybe she wasn't just that into him if she couldn't even, you know, allow herself that time, right? Yeah. Well, the weird thing for me, and this is just my perception, is when Clayton said, I'm in love with you, overall, her attitude in this date, it almost like she sat down having already decided that she was going home. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, she sat down and her energy, the way it was shown, exuded... I'm leaving at the end of this date. Like, I'm not going to Fantasy Suites. Like, it it looked like she had already made her decision without hearing even his answer to her question, which Mm -hmm. is was very bizarre to me. Mm -hmm. Because she's claiming that it's based on the fact that he told her, yes, I slept with the other women. Yes, I'm in love with the other women, too. Yet there was a very, like, cold, disconnected reaction. And I don't know Susie personally. Like, maybe that's just how she takes shocking news but i just found her so disconnected even when he was saying like i have something to share with you like i am in love with you like her shock didn't there was no sign of like excitement or joy towards him when he said that it was very much almost like shoot like Mm -hmm. disappointment on her face Mm -hmm. and and to support her i've been in that same way where i've gone into certain dates certain nights already have had having my mind made up mm-hmm. where because I'm, I do feel disconnected because I was like, I'm set. I know what I'm doing. I know it's right for me. I'm not going to waver, mm-hmm. which doesn't always resonate well on TV then with viewers and yes. with the other person. So I can see playing to playing off of, or like, I, I can't even talk <laughs> to add to your point of that. Like, that's where I'm like, she probably did have her mind made up. She probably yeah. was set on going home. Which I mean, is why I have questions for her, because if she had her mind made up and were correct, then Clayton telling her, I slept with Gabby and Rachel, I'm in love with Gabby and Rachel also, was not actually the deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't find that out until she was sitting at the table, like, let's call it 30 minutes into their dinner. Right. It's... There's so much, so many random things that go into this that we could keep going on and on about. One thing, too, that really stuck out to me was I had mentioned a little bit earlier was that when Clayton was talking to Susie and he says, oh, my God, I wish you would have told me this sooner. I wish you would have had this conversation earlier in the week. Maybe I would have changed my approach. That part was weird to me, too, because, again, like. Would he then have been doing a disservice to himself, to the other women, to the relationship? Because if he genuinely is really, truly falling for all three of these women in different ways, would he have just cut those other two relationships off had he known how she felt? Like, I'm very interested to see, had this week gone in a different order, what would have happened? Because then I feel like if he was actually here doing what he was saying he was doing to be the bachelor and to explore every relationship to the end... Why would you have changed it that that much if you had such strong feelings for these two remaining women? Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. I think I think he's saying like things could have maybe gone differently, but I don't think he's saying like I definitely would have done. I definitely wouldn't have done that if I'd known. Mm -hmm. I think he's just saying like this would have been information 
that I would have liked to have when I was making my decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I think it's good to explore all the relationships personally. Like I've never been the lead. So like, I can't say like what I would or wouldn't have done, but I think that it's important that you're exploring all three of your relationships to the fullest. And I think you know what you're signing up for to an extent as a contestant when you're in that position. And I think that she kind of set him up for failure by not telling him how important that was to her. And then when it came down to it, saying like, sorry, that was a deal breaker. And like, actually, it's over. I'm done. I'm Mm -hmm. leaving right now. Mm -hmm. Isn't it wild to think about rehashing past recent seasons? I feel like there's always something in this week during Fantasy Suites that like rocks the boat, rocks late. We saw it with... I mean, we saw it with back on Colton's season. We saw it with Tasha when Brendan left and said he wasn't ready to get engaged. Mm-hmm. We saw it on Katie's season when Greg left. And who I don't even know who, like a couple of the guys left. Like, we just keep seeing this. I'm like, what is going on with the show where it's like this week is like the bomb drops and like everyone leaves and like chaos is stirred. It's insane. It's true. Um, how would you compare, because I actually was talking to Joe about this. I'm curious to hear your take. I think a lot of people, when they watch this episode, are going to say, well, Maddie Pruitt did the same oh, thing right. to Peter. Yes. Personally, for me, I think they're two different situations. What do you think? Okay, remind me. Maddie left Peter. Maddie basically did the... And I could be wrong here. Like, if anyone's listening and they're like, those aren't the facts. Like, this is just from my memory off the top of my head. But I'm pretty certain Maddie was the third fantasy suite date. It was, like, Victoria Fuller and Hannah Ann went first. And she sat down and basically said almost the same thing Susie did, where Mm -hmm. if you slept with the other women, I'm going to be very uncomfortable and I'm going to have a huge issue with it. She gave him the ultimatum. Yes. But she stuck around. And she, I think, had told him, like... she was very open about her um, opinions on sex and relationship and how her faith played a role in that. Mm-hmm. Which, again, like, why are you waiting till this week to have that conversation? I mean, we saw Teddy tell Clayton earlier on weeks ago that she was still a virgin. It's like, why mm-hmm. can't these conversations be taking place sooner? I'm To be honest, I don't see that much difference between Susie and and Maddie at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's basically the same thing. And I remember when we had, when I was still doing the podcast with Rachel, she had many opinions on that ultimatum of, you know, if you've done this or if you choose to do this, I'm leaving. It's like, mm-hmm. but you know what this show is. Like, if you're a fan of the show, which we know Susie has been watching for a while, you know how things work. You know that once you get to the last third week, you have three women left, you have three fantasy suites. It's like, you can prepare yourself to know how you're going to, you know, try to enter into each week. And so that's, what's bizarre to me is like that these keep happening this late in the game. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think the only slight difference with Maddie might've been that she was pretty open about her faith and how that played a role in her life throughout the show. Whereas for Susie, this just seemed to come really out of nowhere. And maybe they had this conversation and it wasn't shown, but I mean, Clayton even quoted Susie to her face saying, you told me to explore these other relationships. You told me that you wanted me to choose you at the end after exploring all these relationships to the fullest. So she's now kind of going back on her word, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it's just there's so much disconnect. But I think also, too, what Susie was hoping for was that, like, Clayton could kind of just read her mind and know 
that if he felt so strongly for her, he would back off on the other two relationships, which again, to her point of exploring everything, would be doing a disservice to that. So really bad, bad communication. I'm very interested to see where this is going to go next week because the way it ended, Clayton flat out said, my heart's not in it. I'm over this, making it seem like this season is now a wrap. But, you know, if you're a lead, you can't just quit a season. You got to you gotta finish it out. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think in that moment, it's hard. He's feeling a form of heartbreak and probably just feels completely blindsided. But he is in love with Rachel and Gabby, too, apparently. So we still have two full episodes left. So there's still a lot to come. I mean, it's not yeah. over yet. Susie may be gone, but it is not over yet. It's going to be that I just keep thinking of like when Jesse Palmer at the end of Women Till All said, you know, I was there and I still don't know what happened. I'm like, this is going to be a crazy, crazy finale. I do want to ask you one thing, though, in terms of Clayton and the final goodbye between him and Susie. I know that many people are going to have a lot of opinions on how he handled things, on how Susie handled things. I feel like it will be a house divided very, very soon. Um, in the way that Clayton handled that goodbye, though, do you think he did well? Do you think his actions were justified? Like, how do you think he did in that moment? I thought he did well. I, I actually really thought he did well. I feel like Susie's last comment of I wish this could have been handled better with more kindness. Um, I think she is being was probably being a little idealistic going into that breakup, thinking that it was going to be smooth sailing and she was going to go home and they were going to hug and wish each other well. Um, but I think I would have handled it somewhat similarly to Clayton. I think he was very direct. I don't think he was disrespectful. And I think what Susie wished is it could have been nicer and calmer, but I think that's not fair because she's the one breaking up with Clayton and he has the right to question her and be angry and be frustrated just as any normal human being feels when they're being broken up with. Mm -hmm. What did you think? I, I mean, I definitely agree with that, but I also have to keep in mind I've been on both sides. Like I've been in Clayton's position where I've been broken up with and very, very shocked and blindsided where I didn't know how to react. And again, like, I mean, we all saw the breakup between me and Ari where I was just pissed and I was like, get the F out, get the F mm-hmm. out. So I understand Clayton's approach to that because I was in his position. I was the same way. And I also have been on the other side where I've been the one to to break up and to end relationships with people. And, you know, it's never like you never know how to prep for that. Like you never know how to like handle somebody because you don't know what they're going to be feeling. Um and like I have to then think about like when I broke up with Thomas in Paradise, which <laughs> doesn't even seem like a thing anymore because him and I are great now. Like he also was very upset and walked away and I was stuck in this in this position of like, OK, do I go after him and like try to explain myself more or do I let him go and, you know, be free and move on? Like it's like this weird disconnect where like you're like yeah I was the one doing this but now I don't know what to do and I feel terrible but but yeah I don't want to like invalidate anyone's feelings because what the other person is feeling is very valid so 100% I think the biggest issue with it for me at least was and like I actually did have sympathy for Susie in this situation if I could tell she, she had made up her mind but also wanted to talk more Um, And, like, I think she was trying to get it to a place where they could end 
on a positive note, which like mm-hmm. I can absolutely understand wanting that. But I think Clayton was basically standing there like, you've made up your mind. Mm-hmm. There's no like fighting for this or convincing you otherwise. So what is there more to say? Because yeah. you're not saying you're going to like talk this through and like work this through with me. Mm-hmm. So he's probably thinking like, I already feel I just sat here, told you I was in love with you and then got broken up with in return. Like right. he's probably hurting. And I think the best thing was for that convo to end because I think it only mm-hmm. could have gone downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. And there's only so much you can say, especially in that situation where she already did pretty much make up her mind and he knew that. Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to stand outside in the freezing cold in Iceland and keep saying the same thing over and over. There's a point where you won't get anywhere. It's not a good look for anyone. And sometimes you just have to let bygones be bygones and go. And so I think that's where he was at. Um, And he also probably knew after this, like, oh, shit, I have a long night ahead of me of interviews and going through all of the emotions of a heartbreak and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes next week. I truly feel for Clayton in this moment I know he's gonna probably get a lot of backlash again probably much more hate um but in this situation I feel like he was very justified in feeling hurt and and reacting in the way that he did yeah I hope oh I just hate that we watch this and have to think about the hate that they're gonna get because as much as like I had a lot of criticism for Susie in today's episode I still can have sympathy for the fact that, like, she was struggling and vulnerable. And I don't necessarily, like, agree with some of her choices that she made. But, like, Mm -hmm. to think that she's potentially going to get so much hate. Yeah. And, like, angry, awful DMs. And, like, so will Clayton. And just, like, a moment of pain and emotion and vulnerability that it's going to get aired on TV. Just just makes me sad that, like, that's a part of their journey. Yeah. And I'm glad that you you mentioned that, too, because... I mean, for us as podcasters, we have to look at this objectively and just give our opinions. And that's what this is. We're not speaking poorly of anyone and not trying to judge how they handle the situation. It's just giving our thoughts and feedback of, you know, if we were in that position, how would we react? What would we do? And so, again, like this is I know for everyone watching. Yes, it's a TV show, but like this is real life for these people like Clayton was hurting. Susie was hurting. It was a rough week for both of them. And no one is perfect. No relationship is perfect. And so just go easy on everyone because ultimately at the end of this, everyone's just trying to find more of who they are and their person in life. And so just allow them to do that. It's it's like, you know, once the show is done, let it let it live there on the TV and and not on your fingertips behind a phone screen. Yeah. If you want to talk shit about their breakup this week, call your mom, call your best friend, call your partner and vent on the phone because imagine your breakup was filmed and aired on television. I'm sure people would have a lot to say about my behavior, about Becca's behavior, about, well, I mean, they did. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> and about your behavior. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's a rough one. I, I mean, do you have any predictions for next week? Like, do you even have any idea of what to expect? Yeah, let's do finale predictions. I feel like that's a fun way to end this off. So Susie's gone. I don't know 100% if that's the last of her we're going to see or not. I mean, it felt like a very unfinished note to end on, but she also seemed very decided. So I think, you know, that could be she's on her way home. We still have Gabby and Rachel. I think it's really going to come down to if... Clayton says, screw it, it was Susie and I'm done with this whole thing, or if he's going to try to push through. I mean, we see Rachel and Gabby, they do seem really in love with him. 
I mean, he was screaming to them how much he loved them. So I would love to see him with someone at the end of this. I want him to find love. And if it's not with Susie, then maybe Rachel or Gabby is his person. What I'm going to say is he left us with, I would say, some faith. And and he basically said, you know, I have to have faith at the end of this, that it's all going to work out and that everything happens for a reason. So because he said that, I have to think he still ends up with one of these women I have to say just based on what I'm seeing as a viewer I would skew towards Rachel and then I would selfishly want to say I would love to see Gabby as Bachelorette but who knows because I am always so damn wrong when it comes to this that (laughs) I mean I thought Rachel was like the front runner for a while now so same I was surprised when it was like Susie though is my number one love I was like yeah yeah I know after this episode I mean he's I I would say since the very beginning I thought Rachel and Susie were gonna like make it to the end I kind of knew that um I didn't know where they stacked with each other but after hearing Clayton talk about Susie I felt like this week he was basically throwing his hands up being like it's Susie Susie was the one yeah obviously she is no more um so I don't know I just I also really feel bad at this point for Rachel and Gabby or not I don't even want to say bad I don't want to pity them but I I can feel for how they're probably going to feel next week when Clayton has this big reveal of hey I was intimate with both of you that's not going to be fun to hear. We've already seen it in the teaser for next week. So we know that that's going to happen. I and will say now, too, that clip makes so much more sense now, having watched this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Because the whole season, I was like, why would Clayton do that? Mm-hmm. Why would he say that? I don't understand. So now the context kind of makes, makes it sense. all make sense. Yeah, totally. Because now he's like, well, if these other women are feeling like how Susie felt, they deserve to know before I get down on one knee. So it'll be interesting I mean and especially things change in that last week so drastically when you bring your own family into the mix and they they see you interact with the last two people so we have a lot still to come I know we only have one week left but it's going to be a lot it's a two-day finale live finale but yeah there we are have both it. days live mm-hmm. whoa is that a first have we ever done that before on Ari season we did it and it sucked yeah I bet oh my god it was the worst I was I literally think I almost peed my pants backstage I was so scared so I know exactly what that feels like but you know Serena this is what we've all signed up for yeah this is we did it Becca and they're gonna have to do it too I know it's a it's a rite of passage at this point yes (laughs) all right well thank you for joining me this week I know we had so much to talk about um we could have kept on talking about everything and dissecting it but we don't have all that time so thank you Serena for joining me and a huge thank you to our bachelor happy hour listeners for being here as a reminder we are still casting for the bachelor and bachelorette so make sure to head to bachelornation.com slash apply if you want to nominate either yourself or somebody great also make sure to hit us up on social you can follow us at at bachelor happy hour on instagram and from there you will find everything that you need to know to follow us on twitter and tiktok and don't forget that bachelor happy hour is available on apple podcasts amazon music or wherever you listen and if you don't know you can listen ad free by subscribing to wondery plus in apple podcasts or the wondery app Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. And we will see you next week for Clayton's finale episode. I'll see you next week, Serena. Take care, everyone. Bye, Becca. Bye, Bye. everyone.
So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.